When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And it's going to be a crazy weekend for me. I know. You've got uh, mummies. Yes. My mother and my mother in law are both coming to Los Angeles as we speak. The plane is landing. My husband's picking them up. Um, we're all. If you're in the if you're in the city, if you're in Los Angeles, Sunday at seven p.m. There is a special Mother's Day show at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater where you will see me and my mom and my husband and my mother-in-law and a lot of other very funny people perform with their mothers. That sounds really fun and uh, funny. Yeah, you guys should come. If yeah, I think it depending on what goes on with my mom because I have oh yeah zero of it figured out yet which is bad well was, as a last resort you can come to <laughs> yeah, the show sure. she'd love nothing more than to <laughs> watch other people who like actually put thought into what they were gonna do with their mom oh very little we're i think we're just like playing uh celebrity or password on stage so there's no memorization there's no like rehearsal time it's i think that's the way to do it with the mom. yeah uh we well, talked yeah yeah i talked to one of our mutual friends who also his mother is doing it and they're just doing a wine tasting on stage. Oh, that's really cool. Which uh, should be fun. So yeah, I think some of these mothers are like professional entertainers, which is oh, very, really? yeah. Um, but most, most of them are, you Who's know. Who's doing the wine tasting? Uh, Josh Breckis and his Oh, mother. really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, if you guys are in town in LA, come to a special Mother's Day show and then come say hi afterwards. Yeah, my mom will awesome. be very impressed that um, people actually listen to this podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would be impressed too. Um, what are you are you doing anything special for Mother's Day? Are you writing a, a painful letter? Um, like did someone Danielle Pergamont on Goop a couple weeks ago? Oh, I'm not <laughs> writing a painful letter. I'm just I well, I just had nothing really planned. Like. Yeah. 
my dad started calling me frantically two weeks ago saying like, let's figure this out. And I was like, sure. And then he would be like, I can't talk right now. And I'd be like, I don't know. And I'd be like, hey, mom, what do you want to do? And she can't figure it out. So then I was like, maybe we could go to the Queen Mary. At that point, it was like already completely booked for Mother's Day, even though it was like two weeks out. I mean, that was like some serious people plan early. So then I was like, I don't know, maybe we could go like here. We could do that. But then at that point, my dad just sort of like checked out and like couldn't handle it anymore. So and it's also the first Mother's Day since her mother died. Mm. So I'm just anticipating like, you know, tears, screaming, clusterfuck, rage, resentment. Or maybe just like a nice brunch. It could be, it really could go either way. I have no idea. Yeah. Keep it simple. Maybe do a brunch or do some cooking just or get her drunk. Buy some champagne and just. Oh, she'll be drunk. Yeah. We'll all be drunk. <laughs> that is a, that's a clapper guarantee. Oh my God. Oh, so we're going to a goop approved restaurant for our mother's day brunch which you went to atrium yeah um, which i'll yeah i'll tell you guys about next week yeah i really liked atrium but i went for dinner and you're going for brunch um yeah other than that we don't have that many plans it's gonna be pretty chill unfortunately in la it's the weather's not so good this it sucks it's like rainy and cold and incredibly depressing yeah and my mom specifically like booked a hotel with a pool but now we're not even sure she can use the pool it's it's gonna be like this all weekend yeah it's gonna be pretty shitty um so let's talk about gwyneth (laughs) i mean gwyneth Okay, so this week, obviously, Met Gala. Yes. Gwyneth was on a lot of worst dress lists. Oh, was she? Yeah. She was not well received. I, yeah. Okay, so if you guys follow the Met Ball Gala, Met Gala Ball, whatever at all, the theme this year was was camp but there was like a special little phrase uh, i guess it was like there was like an essay about it that they were supposed to read yeah like sontag essay which none of these celebrities i'm sure read i think probably like a small handful of them read it but also like they're not really they're not like going shopping and saying like oh i'll wear this i mean there's like a whole like cottage industry design like dedicated to like dressing these people yeah and it's not yeah. And like I I think I read the essay once maybe in college or something, but I don't I'm not super familiar with it. I definitely have not read it. And I meant to read it after cuz I didn't even know it existed until I heard this like Met Gala thing. Yeah, it's her writing is very dry to me, my okay. personal opinion. I've but never read anything by I've never read any of her writing. I think um sort of the thesis and she goes into like campus or like porn, it's like you know it when you see it, but she does define it as um as failed seriousness and i think the problem with the people at the met gala is like they were trying to be funny and trying to be campy and so because of the like effort put in it's not true camp well i mean i think that there is like a lot of effort that goes into things being campy i think the problem is camp is sort of like necessarily a uh what what's the word it's a reaction or response to poverty and like Mm -hmm. not being invited to the met gala like that you wouldn't it's things that you wouldn't wear to the met gala you couldn't 
own a gown that you would wear to the Met Gala. So you go to the thrift store and you find something silly and you like make it fun and exciting by reimagining it. And yeah, traditionally, like, I guess knowing camp was performed by people of color and queer people, people who weren't invited to things like the Met Gala. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how far back it goes. Like, the idea of, of camp and, like, I mean, I because I think there were a lot of also, like, nods to, like, Oscar Wilde and stuff like that. Like, I think it goes back pretty – like, I, I don't know the entire, like, history of camp – but um, I do think that it just doesn't really it just doesn't really I don't get it's like it's so st- I mean it, you can do it at the Met Gala. obviously some people succeeded a lot and if you're dedicated to fashion then you are already sort of an outsider in that world it's just I mean like in the world of like art publishing stuff like that yeah. like fashion is definitely not taken as seriously as like like everyone in Anna Wintour's family thinks that she's trash because she works for oh, fashion, interesting. and they're all like very like serious journalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, okay, I guess to an extent, everybody is, you know, an outsider or whatever. It just seems, it just was like a bunch of like people wearing like. I just don't understand how the clothes can be that expensive <laughs> if that's what you're doing. Yeah, that's a good point, and I, and a, and a lot of the. Uh, people, including Gwyneth, I think they wore outfits that were like homages to previous people who performed camp or were in something campy. And like, they, what was Gwyneth? Well, I, I thought Gwyneth looked. I don't know. Uh, she looked like she was out of Valley of the Dolls. Or yeah, something. I thought so too. Um, like Neely O'Hara, I think Elle Fanning was doing more of a Sharon Tate. I thought Elle Fanning's was more successful because it was a, just a little more over the top. But when was Elle Fanning the Mew Mew one, the pants? No, she had. I don't think so. She just had like very seventies inspired, um, like big makeup, big hair. What I was think, she wearing? Oh God, I don't remember. I think that she might have been. Was it orange? Yeah, pants? was it pants? Okay. Yeah, no, she was one of my favorite. That that was like an amazing outfit, and she also had like um, all of these rings that I think were like fast food or something crazy. Oh. Like she was really good. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Janelle Monae was wearing this like top hat on top of a top hat with like an eyeball that actually opened and closed. That yeah. Was fun. Um, but but oh but like Gwyneth P and people and the Olsen twins are another person in this category like when you get to that level you sort of don't have to make an effort anymore yeah I also feel like the Olsen twins just showing up and wearing like a matching anything that matched was like enough it's like okay you're that's campy yeah like if the Olsen twins are matching it's camp that's true that's true yeah I sort of wanted them to like wear something that they would have worn in one of their like direct to video mystery movies. Right. But they're never going to do that. Well, also, yeah, I mean, they're like too. I don't think they would ever want to do something like that. Because I think, I don't know, it seemed like a lot of people sat this one out. Yeah, Rihanna didn't come. Uh, Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Like a lot of people who go every year didn't go. And Gwyneth famously several years ago, she said she had, she. it was not fun for her. She hated her experience. And she said she was never going to go again. And then she probably hated this one too because, I mean. Yeah, I don't know why, like, why this year. If Yeah, I don't know why she wanted to go this year. Because, um, yeah, I wonder how many, like, how many people get invited and don't come. And, like, how many people that are there are sort of on, like, the second tier. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine Gwyneth would be on the second tier. But no, except if she like, you know, insults Anna Wintour a few years ago. I don't know if she got punished for that. Um, This was also the first year ever that there were drag queens. um, I was gonna say nominated drag queens invited. Uh, RuPaul came not in drag, which was a very bold choice. Yeah. Um, and then Aquaria and Violet Chachki, who are two of like, the like very fashiony winners of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and Violet Chachki looked amazing. She looked great. Yeah. Um, she wore like a black gown with a long train that looked like an opera glove. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was great. Uh, what else? Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Pete Buttigieg's um, fundraiser, like long weekend of fundraisers this this weekend, which I know is not like specifically goop centric, but because Gwyneth is hosting one of them, uh, I think it's interesting. And I think it is interesting that he is becoming the candidate of like Hollywood in a way. He is. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like the most obvious candidate, like Kamala Harris is a Senator from California. And so you would think that she would sort of be the obvious person that like these rich Hollywood people would pool their money into. But I think, I don't know if she's sort of wanting to, to not take that type of money or if they're just not excited by her. But, but Buddha judge is sort of like filling this slot. Um, so he has four fundraisers this weekend. Um, plus as we mentioned earlier, um, a gathering at the Abbey. So he has a Jeffrey Katzenberg fundraiser. Um, let's see. Then a lunch in Brentwood co-chaired by Jill Goldman, uh, I don't know who that person that? is. Oh, is that the one? I, Yeah, I think that he has some lunch with some like couple that's just like super rich that no one's ever heard yeah. of. Yeah. Um, then the Abbey Gathering, which is co-hosted by the mayor of West Hollywood and UTA's Brent Weinstein, who I guess is like a big agent. Um, and then later in that evening, then he's going to Gwyneth and Brad's house um, and Bradley Whitford and Amy Landaker are also co-hosting that one. And then his last... Oh, then he has a public event Thursday in support of some parcel tax initiative called Measure EE, which would raise money for LA public schools. And that's with um, the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. So interesting. We'll see if pictures come out from these fundraisers. Sometimes these like private political fundraisers don't really release photos. Yeah, I I mean, God, I wouldn't release any. I'm surprised that there's this much publicity about it because like, I feel like especially in the Democratic primary, any sort of big money or like Hollywood money is frowned upon, but maybe that's just, no, it's totally frowned upon. But I mean, some of them are still doing like Biden is full blown. Well, Biden, like I'm sure would be like, I I just think no one is excited about Biden in LA. So I I don't think that he was, they wanted to do it for Biden. Well, I think Biden, Biden, he's not doing a fundraiser here. He's doing a lot of like super big ticket, like old school fundraisers. Oh yeah, I'm sure like with older people, but not like the cool, not that Gwyneth and Brad are like the coolest, but to me they are. <laughs> I see what Pete is the Pete is the um, candidate of cool. Okay. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on. I don't know if anyone is interested in this besides me, but well, I'm just definitely interested that Gwyneth is taking a stand politically. Yeah. Well, she hasn't. She's hosting a fundraiser. I don't think she's like endorsed him. But I don't know if does she is she, I like, mean, isn't hosting a fundraiser Yeah, an I endorsement? guess. Yeah, I guess she doesn't have to come out with a statement like I support Buddha yeah, Judge. Like her big she doesn't have like a big constituency except I guess us. 
Well, yeah. And, and all the people we're that like, work for whatever her. you say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you say, Gwyneth. We'll vote uh, for whoever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see. know either. I just, I'm excited to see how this all plays out. I I don't know how I feel about Pete Buttigieg. I don't know really how I feel about almost any of the candidates except for the ones that have been around for a long time, like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I she's still, I'm giving her my formal endorsement. Yeah, she gets our formal <laughs> endorsement and also my formal 20 bucks. Oh, I give her 10. I mean, I've given her $20 over the course yeah. of this entire thing. Uh, we'll see. Um, any any other Gwyneth news? Any other personal news? Let's see. Gwyneth news, yellow dress, da da da. Nope, that's it. Avengers talked about. Oh, yeah. Met Gala talked about. That's uh, Buddha Judge talked about. I can't think of any other. I mean, that's a lot of Gwyneth news. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple things coming up. We'll talk about them next week. Obviously, the in group health in LA that we are, again, not invited to. Yeah, whatever. Is May 18th. Is and then. In group health is like. It shares something. It, it has something in common with the Met Gala where like it always seems to be happening. And you're like, wait, yeah. it's now? Okay. Well, because they do. I think they do one in LA every year. And then they do one in New York every year. And now I think they're like doing them. I think they might have done one in London. Yeah. They're, they're sort of, yeah, they're branching out. And they do it in every city. They do it all the fucking time. Yeah, I, it's amazing to me. These tickets are $1,500 for the cheapest ticket. It's crazy. I think. You have to be a lunatic to do this. I mean, can you imagine having $1,500 and spending it on that instead of like, I mean, just give it to like a homeless person. I mean, you have to be mentally ill. Like, and also just reading the articles about like, it's basically just um, like one of those uh, like industry conferences that you're are forced to go to for work if you're in whatever industry like the Anaheim Convention Center. Yeah, and if you're in the industry of being like a rich lady who yeah. buys crystals, you have to go to Ingoop Health. Oh my god. Um so that and then oh, I'll, then also ugh, the countdown for fucking Goop fellas that comes out next week. So God, I'm fucking I ugh, I'm shaking in my boots in anticipation. It's going to be unlistenable. I mean, I'm scared. I'm I'm like I feel like I'm going to start crying a little bit because yeah. I'm just thinking about Will Cole being like ah, like we we love what does he talk about we love our biomes Ugh. we love our gut microbiome yeah he loves talking about um poop implants we love poop implants and then uh, Seamus and we Mullen, live the goop lifestyle before his health scare he had a really great restaurant in Los Angeles or sorry in New York that I would go to great tapas but then now I don't know what he he just is like a private chef for goop now. Uh, he's a private chef for goop <laughs> well no i bet he doesn't have a restaurant anymore i think gwyneth just like i don't know what he does he writes these like health cookbooks and now he has this podcast with will cole but i don't disgusting. think he like has a restaurant um wow. one other quick thing i wanted to touch on which was something that i did by myself the other day was um watch blythe danner's new movie on amazon prime the one that was falsely reported gwyneth was in no that's Okay, that is a new one in theaters where it's about Louise Brooks, the silent film star. Oh, yeah. And she, I don't know, she must play like Louise Brooks's grandmother or something. God, Brian. Um, She's not having, (laughs) Blythe Danner's not having a good day over here on the (laughs) Goob Yourself podcast. But this one is called What They Had, which is the worst, most generic name for a movie. And it's Blythe Danner plays 
an Alzheimer's ridden old lady whose adult children played by Hilary Swank and Michael Shannon basically and fight with her husband played by Robert Forrester on whether to like put her in a home. And that sounds awful. That's a whole movie. I l- really do like all of these actors. Um, but the mo- I also like took uh, a knock me out goop chew beforehand. So that might not have helped. You did tell me that. Yeah. So it was, I was drifting in and out the entire time. Um, Blythe, I, I was a little disappointed by her performance because she's just as like at the late stages of Alzheimer's the whole way through. So there's not that good like descent like Julianne Moore had in Still Alice. So it's not as dramatically You satisfying. love an Alzheimer's drama. I, it's so because it's so terrifying. And I'm very lucky that like I've never like with my family, well, they all die before they get Alzheimer's. But like so, you know, pluses I, yeah, and minuses. But like I've never had to deal with Alzheimer's with a family member so I understand I might not be coming from the most sensitive point of view but I'm just saying as like a dramatic device I do like um like a like a dark descent and this one was she was sort of like waltzing around like a little kid the whole time so it wasn't it wasn't that great god um I do it sounds so bleak it is and but I do liked I did like Hillary Swank in this movie and I'm very hit and miss on her um but she actually like I don't know. She just was, I just like her. She's like a very realistic um, actress. And I, I wish that she got to do more because I think she's so good. You Sherry has two Oscars, so she's not hurting, but I feel like she's underrated. But the movie is not good. But it's free on Amazon Prime, so if you have nothing to do. So now we know. Now we know. I that. also got a message on Instagram about another, um, sorry, going back to podcasting. Mm another goop podcast the official goop podcast in which gwyneth admits to using botox oh a listener sent it to us oh i saw that someone said but i has she's she's said that she's used botox before is this is this a revelation i assumed that she was honest about that i assumed she was too well i feel like when they write about it they say like okay we all know that we love our natural beauty products, but nothing really does the trick quite like fillers from yeah, our yeah. doctor. So here's, and then there'll be like an article about like the new kinds of like terrifying fillers they're all getting. So I feel like it's sort of, it's like alluded to, but I don't know if she's ever come out and been like, yeah, I get Botox. I think mm-hmm. that like, it would be very interesting if she came out and was like, I've had full-blown plastic surgery, but I don't think she has. I don't think she has. I don't think, I don't think anyone gets it anymore. Not on that high level. I think you I mean, ha- maybe, yeah, people still get like a nose job or yeah. a boob job well, or something. Well, you have like your, your Real Housewives of Orange County, you're like second no one, tier, right. you're, you know, maybe Houston socialites. Like No one's getting a facelift no. anymore, right? I wish. it's. I love that. Talk about camp. That's, if someone got a full-blown facelift for the Met Gala, that would be um, camp. Lana Del Rey? Oh, but she wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I think that she got a lot of face. No, she, she got, got a lot lip of lip injections. I don't know that she's had like an actual facelift. I don't think she's had a facelift, but I think she's had a lot of plastic surgery. And I think she did it in the name of camp. If she did, I mean, she can always do no wrong in my eyes. I and, know. Um, oh, by the way, when is Norman fucking Rockwell coming out? Lana Del Rey's new album. Oh, Yeah. The, I don't know. the boys want to know. I guess so. Oh my god, I've just been listening to Vampire Weekend all oh, week. Oh yeah. my god, it's, it's so good. Uh, it's all right. I'm gonna write about it. I just couldn't not talk about it. Um. Well, that concludes 
Indie Movie Corner and Indie Music Corner. Yeah. And Politics Corner. So now what you guys have all been waiting for, the Goop Newsletters. Yes. Uh, What was your best of the week? My best of the week was the inclusive yoga article. Oh, yeah. That almost was my best. Yeah. So they interviewed this woman who I have seen on various platforms, I think. And I'm sorry, the name of the article is Creating Judgment-Free Wellness Space. And it's an interview with a yoga teacher um, named Jasmine Stanley. Sorry, I had to wait until Mm. I I didn't remember her name. I'm a piece of shit. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Okay. Jessamine Stanley. Excuse me. Jessamine Stanley. I'm so sorry. So Jessamine Stanley doesn't look like the type of person you normally see on Goop. She's... Um, plus size, she's black woman, she's different from a lot of the regular goop yoga people. Um, and I did, a, my first reaction was like a little bit skeptical because I think right now the idea of representation is sort of like, um, like it's like very cool and people are very aware of it and i think that brands like goop can sometimes resort to like tokenism oh you think i mean (laughs) 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 when they are talking when they're like trying to say that they're trying to be progressive but like are actually just kind of going with the flow of where like cultural trends are and if there wasn't any type of pressure from social media or readers or whatever, then I don't know that Goop would even be considering, you know, having any sort of representation or ever have an interview with a person like this. And the idea of having a, what they call it, a judgment-free wellness space. I mean, you only need to create a judgment-free wellness space because brands like Goop and people like Gwyneth Paltrow sort of made wellness a white only and like a thin rich Mm -hmm. white only space um and it didn't i mean it does that's not like the natural state of wellness or exercise or certainly yoga or any of this shit it's just like that's something that that happened and i don't know that goop has clean hands there well, no, they were perpetuating the exact things that, they, that someone like Jessamine Stanley and, is 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 going against and right. is creating like creating a space uh, for all types of women and all all types of people yeah. to, to, to to be healthy and to do yoga. Yeah. And so the reason that is my best is because in the interview, Jessamine really like in all of these interviews, sometimes I think I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I can't read this anymore. There's like it's just like this person going off. But in this case, she was able to really like get a lot of I mean, you know, the, the subjects of their interviews really do get a lot of words in these mm-hmm. pieces and she got to talk about tokenism and talk about yoga and talk about like when people are trying to be more inclusive what that actually means and I did think it was actually a really good article and a really good interview and she had really interesting things to say and I like seeing it in goop I like seeing that anywhere and it definitely should be in in a publication like goop if, if we're gonna call it a publication <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what it is but um, so it was my best, although I was initially skeptical. Yeah, of yeah it. it's better. I mean, better late than never, I guess. It's like with the anti-vax thing, yeah. too. Like, okay, 
you know, good for them for coming out and saying it. I mean, I was initially more excited about the anti-vax thing because it felt more like a, a concession or, and also a little, I mean, it's not controversial in the scientific community, but it might be controversial within the goop readership. That's the thing that it's like actually controversial where it's like right now there's not, no one is going to be like, opposed to representation in the wellness community. Yes. Like, I mean, it would just, even if you personally are, which I'm sure most group readers are, <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't say it publicly because they'd be sh- embarrassed and shamed. Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of where we are as a society. What make yeah. of it, what you will, but like, uh, but I think that there are definitely are group readers that would have been like, I'm canceling my subscription because of this Vax thing. Probably. Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, ultimately, it was a pretty good article and she had and, you know, I got to like learn about this woman's point of view and what she has to say about yoga. And I thought it was valuable information and I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was almost going to be my best. I liked it, too. But at the end, the one that I just got the most joy from was the little slideshow recounting the first goop escape, um, which was <laughs> their their vacation that. All these rich oh, people Blackberry got to Mountain. go to in yeah Blackberry in the Smoky Mountains. So there's just a great little slideshow. Uh, it looks it looked so fun. I hope one day we're able to go on one of these goop escapes. When they talk about this, I literally imagine them all just being inside like Splash Mountain. Well, yeah, it's like Splash Mountain themed, but it's real. Or yes, Splash Mountain is Blackberry true. Mountain themed, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Splash Mountain is like uh, yeah, like. It's like Tennessee, an Appalachian-themed yeah. ride That's at true. Disneyland. That's true. I didn't think about that. And it's like, aside from its horrible racial politics, it's oh, my yeah. favorite ride at Disneyland. Yeah. And um, my least favorite. Too scary. Oh, come on. It's like Don't. a two-second. Never been drop. on. Wow. I've been You've on never it. Never been on No, it. I was on it once. Freaked out. Never went back. Wow. Uh, so they got sort of the B-list to go to this retreat. Um, you had a uh, foam roller goddess, Lauren Roxborough. Of course. You had, um, you know, uh, B list Stephen Gundry, whose name is Peter Crone. Wow. Um, is he a lectins guy? Or no, he actually is more, I think he's more of like a psychologist. He's, I, he's a, um, mind, mind architect or the oh, mind yes, architect. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then you got, um, you got Richard Blaze, who's like the thirstiest chef to ever be on Top Chef. He'll do anything to get paid. So he like, I don't even know that he was like the chef for the whole weekend. I think he just flew in and like opened up some oysters. Mm. Um, and then they had a facialist. They had um, the lady from Demamiel, that that brand oh. that they sell. Her name is Anne Demamiel. She was there. Oh. Um, and naturopathic doctor Jill Beasley. I guess if In anyone got sick, got hurt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she could do some acupuncture. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a bunch of rich white people frolicking in the woods. Yeah. And it looked very fun. And um, and Gwyneth actually did show up. I don't know if she was there for the whole time. But oh, there yeah, were, no. There was I... at least one photo of her. Good. Um, I mean, it sounded like true heaven. Like, I think it's like summer camp for, like, rich white ladies. Yeah, or it reminded me of, like, a cruise, like, a cruise without the ship. I guarantee, I think that, like, these people that are sort of, like, internet brands but don't really know what to do with themselves get pitched to do cruises all the time. I know. God, I would kill if anyone if there's any sort of like like comedy wellness cruise we should is there a comedy wellness cruise if there is we need to perform on it we'll join it we'll do it for for free just a free we're not really you have to get paid actually yeah actually a little bit as much as any normal person will get paid yes we're great negotiators (laughs) 
Um, That's why we don't fire agents. God, why do I keep on saying that on this podcast? <laughs> Guys, we're not going to get into the WGA We're not going to get into it. We um, didn't have to. No. Uh, yeah, so... Um, oh, also, the musical guests were the Watson twins who um, did, oh, a, yeah. did an album with Jenny Lewis like 10 years ago. Yeah, so, I know the, I know that. Yeah, so they That's do. That's cool. So and like, they're very like folky. Totally. Like, yeah. Um, so hopefully there'll be more of these. Uh, I think Goop should expand to cruises. I think Goop should expand to Europe. I would Europe. love do a like, cruise. Keep them out of Europe though. I mean, that is terrifying. That, like, if they go into Europe, I swear there's going to be another world. There's, I mean, that's World War Three right there. Rick Steves has like the market cornered. Why not like compete with him? Because Rick Steves is just like a happy-go-lucky traveler who likes to smoke weed, and yeah. I don't know what I don't know what these women are thinking, but I don't want them like marching on Europe. Oh yeah, no, that that might be construed the wrong way. I mean, by me, I'd be scared. <laughs> um, what was your worst? My worst was oh, this was really an irritating one for me, and I I mean I it's sort of some I bring this up all every once in a while, but. They had one of these articles that's just sort of like a hodgepodge list of like stuff that we're into, um, which is fine. I I usually really like those articles. Oh, yeah. The, go- the Goop 15. This is uh, yeah. This is another Goop 15. So sometimes those can have great pieces in them they can have like really fun inexpensive things sometimes i'll even find things that i'm already into being discussed like on this one someone says to to watch the act and i'm like i love the act i don't need you to tell me that but they had on here and i feel like this is now the the spot where they dump their bullshit like podcasting ads or podcast ads or whatever like um they have uh so this was one for sorry fuck what's it called the true bra Mm -hmm. which is a podcast ad that i hear all the goddamn fucking time like it's like a bra that you're that like is super comfortable and it's like the same way that they got me with that fucking hair dye remember when i subscribed to it and i was getting it for like a year never used it i've got so much of it still in the closet now i don't even dye my hair brown anymore so i mean i wouldn't even have anything to use it for but i after i'd been getting it for like two months i was like this shit is like on every fucking podcast yeah goop needs to be better about uh for these goop 15s to like to find things before they hit the mainstream, similar to the act. Like this was on last month. Do they not get screeners for shows that are n- not on yet, so well, they can we can learn about them? I think that the problem is like they know that. So like it's called True and Cro- True and Cobras. So they are like whatever Zip Recruiter, fucking mattresses, yeah. any box food company, whatever. Like they are just spamming every podcast or digital brand with advertising money because i guess they're i guess it generates a lot of revenue for them and goop will take the money but they don't know exactly how to advertise it because their brand is so high-end so they come up with this thing called the goop 15 and they're like oh this is just a miscellaneous little list haha just some stuff that we're into yeah and now they're just dumping all the bullshit podcast ads in there and i do not like it i i don't mind the thing about 
the fucking pasture-raised ghee butter. I don't mind, you know, whatever this place that you're going for brunch in Manhattan Beach. But I do mind you using those things to cover up your secret podcast advertisement. And it's that it's a low. If it was Cartier, I'd be like, whatever. It's not Cartier. This is on literally I hear these same ads on fucking my favorite murder. It's not the same. Yeah, like it it's really transparent that like it's not actual goop people that are recommending this. It's just what I, like same with that one of the number one is this $14 bottle of Sauvignon Blanc from and, Thrive Market. I know, which is like another whole issue I'm having. Yeah. Do you know like, what Thrive Market is? No. It's like this like online wellness store, but oh. it's very it's more Whole30 than Goop. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's more Melissa Hartwig than Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. in like the wellness sort of space. So it's more- accessible. Yeah, it's but accessible. Yeah, I, I mean, I could buy a bottle of like a $14. I know what a $14 bottle of Sauvignon Blanc tastes like. It tastes fine. Nothing against it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. The thing is that Thrive is doing, it's like organic and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But which is actually not a bad price for like an natural or organic no if it tastes good but uh but yeah it just seems i don't know i don't know um yeah i wish i mean i wish this and that came back i wish there was it was a little bit more curated and personal with these things because it is fun like it's a good little roundup this is how goop started is these roundups but it has to be authentic yeah and it has to be personal keep it personal Um, so my worst Okay, now I'm going to become the Jen Gunter of Mineral Sunscreen because this is what I'm going to start railing against again. Interesting. Last week, as we all know, or maybe it was two weeks ago, Gene had this whole misguided thing about Mineral Sunscreen, which um, just sort of devalued the... the fact that like chemical sunscreen actually works and like prevents skin cancer. So they're doubling down this month or this week. And there's just an article called six reasons to make the shift to mineral sunscreen. And again, and I'm glad that they didn't lie and say it did, but not not one of these six reasons is it helps protect your skin more than chemical sunscreen does. Uh, The six reasons are like, it's not as irritating. It's not made with hormone disrupting chemicals, which I guess not. Um, It, doesn't fuck with coral, which fine. Um, it works the second you put it on, I guess. Uh, Does regular sunscreen not work the second you put it on? Well, it's that thing of like you say you're supposed to wait 15 minutes or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it helps preserve plump lips, which I did not know was part of the reason to wear sunscreen. It uh, is sun damage. Oh, I guess wrinkles. So. And then it's great for babies and kids. But again, I just say whatever you can slather on whatever you can afford, whatever's easy to put on. Um, as long as it has a good SPF, that is the one to use. Yeah. Whatever and, you like. Uh, I just hope that people don't not wear sunscreen because they think chemical sun- sunscreen is bad for you and they can't afford, or they don't want to take the effort to put on this even, clumpy mineral sunscreen. Yeah. Even if it's just as like a beauty thing, it's still like, any kind of sunscreen is going to be a better like beauty choice to put on your face than any other of any single product you could buy here because protecting your skin from sun damage is like the most important thing you can do for your skin yeah and hydrating that is true yeah even on a day like today that's cloudy it's worse when it's cloudy it's worse when it's cloudy because the uv rays spread Mm. all over i don't know if that's true it's just what i've heard (laughs) And also, I also have heard that you need to wear sunscreen even if you don't go out. 
Interesting. If you don't, yeah, I it's like if it's daytime, those UV rays are in here. I mean, I guess I go out of the house like a little bit at least every day, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of in the practice of like not putting sunscreen on until I'm like getting ready to leave the house. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't like wake up and be like, oh, I gotta put that sunscreen on. Um, I think it's yeah, all right. I think it's, I think we're doing a good job. Uh, what was your craziest or your saddest? My craziest was the chemo workout. Oof. Did you see it? I read it. Yeah, it was too intense. It was so fucking dumb. So there's this lady who is named Carrie Corinna. Mm-hmm. I'm scared now because I fucked up the other person's name. That's right. Okay. So she's a a doctor. And when I say doctor, of course, I mean PhD, which is... I mean, hey, I don't have one, but not a medical doctor. And she's trying to find out if working out while you're on chemo is good for you. And then she like did, she's like the new Dr. Mangala. She's yeah. like, okay, I, she's her research is making these poor women undergoing chemo. Some of them for like lymphoma. Um, like exer- do like HIIT do, high, yeah, intensity high intensity in- interval training while they're undergoing chemotherapy and saying like mm, look it really makes the chemo work better oh which is like the sickest shit I've ever heard in my life if you're on chemo like you cannot even and it's like you can't make it from like your bed into the bathroom to throw up like chemo is the most horrific shit you could possibly put your body through it yeah like you said you're tired you're sick you can't eat you can't replenish you can barely probably keep down water sometimes i don't know how you would physically like even walk on a treadmill let alone doing hiit i mean it's insane i just can't i literally can't even picture it in my mind i can't either i can't imagine because it's like i mean i've been with like people on chemo who've been unable to like walk down the block without like you have to like sit down like is very very trying on your body i i know it's 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 so horrifying to think about that it almost makes me laugh it makes me laugh because it's like (laughs) so crazy it's just so like i'm not laughing at the poor people that she's doing this to i'm just laughing that like anybody would do this and like that anybody would think it's a good idea and that anybody would write about yeah and that you would how to convince chemo patients oh i think you could convince them to do anything you better do some sprints right now i mean how you could even can if you're undergoing chemo how you could even get yourself to do that no it's, I, I think it's physically impossible. I don't think that this woman's telling the truth. I just can't picture anyone doing this. I think she's just like the craziest person in the world who made up some fucking oh. bullshit. And I mean, it does make me feel if there are, you know, anyone who is, you know, going through cancer and going through chemo and is reading this and now is like, oh, I better, I better get moving. That makes me sad it makes me sad too and of course like one of the worst parts of this whole thing i mean of goop in general is how victim blaming it can be especially like if you want to really take your chemo to the next level you better do high intensity interval training and then that that someone would think like that that's gonna make the difference you need that 25 percent or whatever she says you get like benefit of exercising and it's like you absolutely don't when you're on chemo every doctor is like rest drink water 
eat whatever you can get down. Because it's not even a question. It's it. not like, oh, these are the things. It's like this is literally the only way that you could live when you're on chemo is rest. Like there's, it's not like it's. Yeah, I mean, it's like my experience has been the doctors are basically just like you have to like eat and make sure that you don't get sick and that you're like living in like a really like sterile mm-hmm. conditions and that's it. Yeah, that's all you need to think about. I mean, that's enough. It's so horrible. Oh god, my god. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, anyway. So that was very crazy. My craziest was <laughs> An article written by Gwyneth's sister-in-law, Amy Falchuk. Oh, um, yeah. Amy's back. Yeah. It's... Oh, my God. So, it's called Why We Deny Ourselves Pleasure. And at first, I was like, okay, she has something interesting to say about, you know, it's just very sort of generic. People are always living for the future and you can't just like live in the now and actually, you know, because you're, if you're like unhappy with the way that things are going in your life, you can't allow yourself any pleasure and you need to just live in the moment. So it's like, oh, this is, you know, good to remember um, that like your identity and like, you know, material things are not, are not your actual being. And then, and then it gets a little like more nonsensical as it goes down and you're like, you know, she talks about how, uh, our beliefs hold us back. And then um, she talks about uh, the path work, which I was like, oh, yeah, that's what this lady is. She's like yeah. in a cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten. Is it her cult? No, I think she's just in it. I think it's like the Scientology of Boston. Um, what? It's just called the path work and it's based in Boston and it's called it's her spiritual teachings or not her spiritual teachings the spiritual teaching teachings that she that, believes in and then she, she has in. a platform now. Yes. And so then it talks about why like the the whole root of you not allowing yourself pleasure is because you fear death and um and that death is not death and the physical death or aging is not spiritual death. And then I was like, this is too crazy. Even for Goop. I mean, even for Gwyneth, I, I think that Gwyneth needs to put a stop to this and tell her husband. I, I refuse enough. to do this anymore, yeah. but she's, I mean, Gwyneth is probably all in for it. I, I, to me, I read that one right after. Cause in the, in the email it's organized. So the judgment free wellness space is right above that. So oh, I read that yeah. one and then uh, immediately below, I read why we deny ourselves pleasure. And it just made me think of like, you know, when you hear people talk about like white mediocrity and like, oh. just like the absolute difference in like, the first piece, which is just like, here's my argument. Here's a coherent yeah. th- statement about why I believe what I believe, how I want to achieve it in terms of like creating a, a more inclusive wellness space. And then after the next article is just this woman who's like Gwyneth Paltrow's sister-in-law who's like ramble. It sounds like she's just high. She's like rambling about like some crazy shit. And they're like, mm, let's put these people on the same yeah. platform, like the same level. It was kind of. It was irritating. And, yeah, not that I expect any like disclaimer about conflict of interest or like, you know, oh, this is a family member of the founder of this company. But I like, mean, it is, it is, <laughs> we're there's light years away from yeah. any type of from that kind of integrity. I mean, like, don't even 
<laughs> but it's just it no. is crazy this i mean this woman is truly just rambling about i mean God it's just crazy why. like it was like you couldn't follow it's like no. if they like found like a woman on the street and yeah. we're like who's like screaming into the wind to come in and tell us your thoughts and they were like maybe there's something to it i don't know <laughs> and it doesn't even have a speculative but promising it has no icon it's just it just has like a picture of a lady on a bicycle oh yeah like a lady that's deriving so much pleasure from the bicycle it's like she's lifting her legs up yeah. from the pedals and going like wee yeah she's having a great time yeah. on the bicycle oh no. it's i mean don't even read it i can't even I like critique it because it, it makes it just cr- i mean i don't know what she i was like wait what like i couldn't it honestly and i don't want to diagnose anyone but it reminds me of the ravings of a schizophrenic <laughs> It and just, I'm, I'm not saying that Amy Falchuk has schizophrenia, but you're not saying she <laughs> not, not saying not. But yeah, it reminded me of just like a lot of conversations I had when I was like 23 mm. on a porch in Chicago and I was super drunk and super high. Mm. And I was like talking to my like my boyfriend's roommate and I would be like and we were just talking about like if God was real and oh, we get really heated. But I mean, it was great for the time, but. Like, it just sounded like that type of, like, a college discussion. Yeah. Uh, so, check out The Pathwork next time you're in Boston. Maybe they do a free brunch, like Scientology. Who knows? The Scientology brunch is good. I won't go. It's too scary. Um, They let you leave. That's good. <laughs> Um, uh, what would you try? Okay, I would try not to yuck your yum, <laughs> but I would try... <laughs> Pathwork? God, I wish. What if I joined that religion? I, I think mean, I would be happy. Sure. You'd have to move to Boston. Uh, yeah. I would try mineral sunscreen. I was in um, uh, CVS or Walgreens mm. or whatever, and I'm almost done with my expensive tinted sunscreen. I wanted a nice sunscreen that was natural, that would be un that wasn't colored like wasn't tinted and that i could um you know just be like and not too expensive so i found this brand sorry this is also like not of like a goop brand I, <laughs> there's no goop shit i would try this week i'm just like in general mineral sunscreen screen is a sure goop that topic yeah that makes sense called like beach bum okay and it was they had regular sunscreen and mineral sunscreen and the mineral sunscreen was like $2 more expensive or something. And I thought, Oh fuck it. I'm just getting this. Cause I needed sunscreen. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I don't try dislike it. mineral sunscreen. I just, I worry when people say that chemical sunscreen is harmful. for Yeah. You. I mean, look, was I influenced by all of this conversation? Maybe Oh, we all are. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of scared about it, but whatever anyway so i just got this like i'm doing my chemo workout later today oh i know your chemo high intensity interval um i so i got the body sunscreen and the face sunscreen the face sunscreen came in like a stick which i sort of don't love Mm. um and i do find it goes on like a little bit thick and chalky compared to like the hawaiian tropic which is just like the silkiest lotion in the world but Whatever, I'm trying it. It's fine. It works. Oh, also, here's the thing. It smells like banana, which I love. Ooh, that's it's nice. like that, like artificial, like oh, candy love, yeah. banana. Um, yeah. My main thing with mineral sunscreen is it doesn't uh, sink in that fast, and it can leave like some chalky residue. Yeah. But I do think, like on your face or on your neck and your hands, the stuff, the places where uh, the sun gets the worst is you can you you should. Use, you know, whatever sunscreen you like, but mineral sunscreen is fine. It's like sl- slathering mineral sunscreen over your whole body is, that's just a chore to me. 
it just takes a lot of work because it's a lot of rubbing in. Um, but I bet you in the next year or two, all of like Copper Tone, Hawaiian Tropic, it's just like the organic food movement. All of these They're gonna big have sunscreen it. are going to have mineral sunscreen. They already sunscreen. do. They, a lot of them do, do they? already. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it'll just be more expensive and then you and it'll smell just like, you know, because I think that honestly, like the cheaper the sunscreen, the better it smells to me. Absolutely true. Um, so... Yeah, I'd rather like an artificial banana, an artificial coconut, an artificial jasmine. That's that's what gets me going in the morning. Lovely. Artificial jasmine. Um, yeah, I think the one that I have now is like a Hawaiian tropic sport. It's a very it's not like um like a pronounced jasmine, but there's definitely jasmine in there. Mm, like. Lovely. Uh so I would try something from the Goop 15. <gasps> um pasture raised ghee butter. I the ghee craze has sort of passed me by and I don't know why. Um, I like butter. I like Indian food. Um, so I feel like I should just check it out. It's good on popcorn. Ooh, I bet. Um, I have complicated feelings about ghee because I've done every diet yeah. and ghee is like the only type of dairy allowed on Whole30. Oh. And I don't necessarily get the... I don't, I don't totally get why ghee is better for you than butter. I... I'm sure someone is going to email me and tell me why. Um, yeah, is it because it's cultured? Like yogurt? It's because it's clarified. Clarified, okay. Um, but, and it's like, it has sort of a weird taste. It tastes like rotten butter. That doesn't bother me. That Because I love uh, like the European butter that's cultured. Or maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And that doesn't taste like rotten butter, but there's like a definitely like tartness to it. And I bet this, it might even be more than that. I don't know. I don't know about that. What's European butter? Like uh, like Plugra or Kerrygold or any French butter. It's just, um, it's the butter that's like more expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's... it doesn't taste like expensive butter. Okay. It tastes like rotten butter. Oh, mm. It tastes like, but I just get it from Trader Joe's. So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. this, this pasture raised one is different. And this Vital Farms brand, it keeps popping up. They do. I get their eggs. They do eggs, which... Those yolks are too orange. I think that they color them. They don't color them. What are they feeding those chickens? I don't know. I don't know that the yolks are particularly orange. Um, I don't know. It seemed very orange to me. It's just I get them because if I'm getting eggs because um, pasture raised is the only like actual meaningful um, distinction when you're talking about eggs or oh, like cruelty yeah, free yeah, yeah. eggs like like uh cage free means nothing but pasture raised means or pasture whatever free to roam pasture raised like their chickens are like actually kept in like humane conditions yeah. so um, and it's more expensive but it's not as expensive as like some of the crazy shit you find out no there. it's usually just like a dollar or two more expensive and oh I, and i've had their butter too um and it's pretty good uh so yeah i don't i, I think it, it probably is a subset um like a subsidiary of some big food brand because it's in like every grocery store. So yeah, it's, it's probably really just pop- like ConAgra organic or something. I don't I no know idea. what it is. Um, but yeah, Vital Farms. It's you, you'd recognize it's like that black label with sort of the floral print on it. Um, it's all around. And, and because it's also being on, it's on the Goop 15, you know that they're just, Give them money under Kickbacks. the table. Yeah. Well, because that was another one that like Whole30. I mean, they obviously have some deal with Thrive Market, I think, oh, is going yeah, on. Because yeah, yeah. like the wine, the that ghee, like it's all very. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to check it out. Ghee. Uh, 
What would you buy? I just wrote surf mud, which I don't even know why. And I don't even remember where it was from. I think I was just like, oh, I got to write something down. What is that? It's a $25 jar of sunscreen. Oh, okay. And uh, I just like the name because it makes me feel like, you know, a hippie yeah. girl. Like it makes me feel like Matthew McConaughey and the Beach Bum. <laughs> oh, perfect. What a role model. <laughs> Which is my spirit animal. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I. What did I even put? Um, oh, I know what it is. It's the, the toothpaste that would for. um that was recommended by the mouth microbiome guy. Oh, that was a sick. Yeah. Term. So he's okay. So this guy, his name's Jerry Curatola and he's, I mean, he's like the mouth microbiome guy basically sure. is like the Stephen Gundry for your mouth. Lovely. Um, he says, and again, I just went on a rant about mineral sunscreen and yet I'm here. I'm buying into his bullshit. He says like regular toothpaste, you know, destroys all the bacteria in your mouth. And now you don't want to, you don't want to kill all the bacteria because oh there's good bacteria. And you just want to like cultivate lovely, healthy bacteria. It's not the fluoride mouth. free stuff. I don't it? think it's fluoride free, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be at all surprised. If it is. Um, I looked on Amazon. It's $35 for a tube. But a I think if you, paste? yeah, if you wow. go through the website, it's like $15. Wow, um, what a steal. And it has probiotics, vitamin K, C, D, and E, ionic minerals, and CoQ10. And I guess the scent or the taste is citrus clean. And <laughs> um, this guy, yeah, is just talking about how, um, you know, if you, if your gums are bleeding, if uh, you have bad breath, any sort of symptoms, mouth symptoms is a result of your microbiome in your mouth being out of whack. So this toothpaste, um, along with, you know, a low carb diet and H I I T exercise. It's all the goop stuff. Basically all of your, it's good for your mouth. Yeah. Um, but Hey, I'm sold. Uh, oh, and it doesn't have, Oh yeah. No, I think it has fluoride because it says the bad things that you don't want your toothpaste to have are like sodium, lauryl sulfate, sodium fluoride. Oh, that's sodium fluoride. Maybe that's one. Triclosan, artificial sweeteners, artificial dyes, propylene glycol, diphenomine, and microbeads, which I guess are plastic. Oh, like any of those toothpastes that have like the the microbeads, yeah. I guess it's plastic. Mm. So that's rough. But hey, you can do Crest or you can do $35 tube of toothpaste. Yeah. It's your choice. That, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. That <laughs> yeah. will make your teeth fall out. Yeah. All right. Well, the choice is yours. It's called Revitin. If anyone's oh. tried it, tell me because I us know. can't afford it. Let us know. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. Um, become a Patreon if you want. Yeah. For $1, you get the newsletter. For $5, you get the newsletter and a bonus podcast. At least one bonus podcast. At least one bonus. Possibly more. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to have uh, all the Patreon stuff up. Before the end of the month, like we always do. Yep. Um, Probably right, right down <laughs> to the wire, but you'll get it. And um, have a happy Mother's Day, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.